The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And we're glad you're with us this morning. And we're going to be in Psalm chapter 107 as we continue in our study uh, through the book of Psalm and through this chapter of Psalm. Uh, normally, when you go think of the chapters of Psalms, you think of small sections of Scripture, quick to read, great thought, move on to the next one. And yet in the last couple chapters, we find ourselves in longer, longer chapters, which has been a great time of study. And I hope today will be that way as well. Psalm chapter 107, we're going to look at two sections of this, uh, this chapter. And I think they're interesting because they both come down to the point of asking God for grace and provision and healing or, or help in the midst of things that somehow have gotten us out of our control. Things that are bringing grief, things that are bringing great oppression, sometimes overwhelming circumstances on our life. Some of them by our own doing, some of them not. So we're going to be able to see how God still desires to intercede in both of these by evaluating these two sections here. So let me go ahead and start in Psalm chapter 107, verse 17. He says, Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, And they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. So in this section, what you see is the passage talks about fools and their transgressions. Simply, you have somebody based upon whatever reasoning, he calls them fools, and it's based upon their own desires or poor decision-making. They find themselves in a horrible circumstance. He says in verse 18, they're so abhorreth all manner of meat, which means they can't eat. Um, they draw near to the gates of hell, so gates of death, excuse me. So what you see here is somebody that due to their circumstances, they physically cannot eat, and uh, they're to the point of death. Now this could be uh, maybe a result of a disease because of what they've done. It also could be a result of the fact that they're just so overwhelmed with um, there's just the results of where they are based upon their decision. I guess the best way to put it is they've made a list of decisions and even you know those list of decisions result in consequences. I choose to do this. And one thing we have to understand is I can make my own decisions, but I don't always have control over the consequences. I choose to do this. I can't control the outcome of it. And so what you have here is you have people who have made bad decisions, assuming they had control, or just not even thinking about what's coming. And now they're facing really just catastrophic circumstances as a result of their decisions to the point where they don't even want to eat and, and they're just getting so sick as a result of decisions, result of their sin, result of this. Now, can I encourage you as we're going to look here in a second, it's easy for anybody who looks at this or hears this to automatically assume, hey, or maybe if you, you're there or have been there, I'm here because of my decisions. Each and every one of us in life are going to make decisions that result in things we wish we could go back and change or we wish we could get rid of things of that nature. The fact is, we're all going to have things in our life we wish we could change. And so if you find yourself in a circumstance similar to what we described today, where based upon actions, decisions, or whatever, you look down and say, man, I don't know if I want to go back to this place or I want to get away from these people. And you're kind of like running away from it 
seems to be your answer. And sometimes a new start is a great answer, but in some circumstances, what we have to realize is we don't have to allow a series of bad decisions or bad actions to define us for the rest of our lives. While some of those things that we've chosen to do will be with us for a while, the results of these decisions, some of the times we just can't get rid of the results completely, that doesn't mean that we have to be identified by the decisions that brought us to these situations. We have a way out. That's what God is really trying to get us to understand in the scripture. He's not trying to weigh us down by reminding us of bad decisions. He's not trying to weigh us down by saying, how bad are you for doing this? Because what he says in verse 19, he says, if you're there, here's the way out. Verse 19, these people, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. So he says, they come and cry, they come and, and they look and they realize their circumstance and they beg God to do something and he saves them out of their distresses, out of their circumstance and situation. Verse 20, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them for destructions. Please understand he sent his word. We know later John 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God and the word was God. This is Jesus coming. But he gave us the Bible. The Bible's the answer. We'd like to run from it. I don't like it. I, whatever reason, and you can have a million reasons why you say, I don't know if I really want to listen to this. And to be honest with you, God's word is the answer. I need to look at it maybe differently. I need to stop seeing it as a list of rules and more of God's help in my life, whatever it is. But God's word is his answer. And then he says, when it's all done, when that happens, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. He says, when people place themselves in circumstances by their own decisions, he will lovingly bring them out, oh, that men would praise his grace. This is, what the, this is really one of the keys of daily grace. No matter where I'm at right now, no matter how I got where I am, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter how I got there. The question is, will I come to God and allow him to bring me out of it? Will I follow his word? Will I follow his instruction? Will I seek people around me that can help me do that and get to the point where God wants me to be? That's, that's the question. So let's continue on a second set. So you've got somebody who has found themselves where they are based upon actions and decisions of their own making more than likely. Then he says in verse 22, well, he continues, verse 20, let them sacrifice, sacrifices the thanksgiving, declare his works with rejoicing, continue to praise God for what he's done. Then verse 23, they that go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters. These are just fishermen or, or seamen that transport um, goods across the sea. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. They get to see the amazement of the animals and all that happens in the sea that you won't see without being there. Verse 24, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raises the stormy wind and lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They find themselves in absolute horrible storms, is simply the way it is. Verse 27, they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. Simply, the ship is tossing them around so badly that they're absolutely outside of their control and there's just nothing else. They, they, they know what they're doing. They're professionals, but there's nothing else they can do. So then, verse 28, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh a storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet. So he bringeth them out of their desired heaven. And again, he says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now, he's simply talking about a career and a career where, you know, if someone was in a barge or, you know, the Navy or things of this nature, people who, frankly, they've been trained to be in this situation. They find themselves in a storm so bad that they can say in all my training, I'm at my wit's end. There's nothing I can do. I have become, I have, I have to acknowledge that I am at the mercy of this storm. 
They have to come to God and do what they can. Now, what we see here is unlike what we talked about a minute ago about people, about those of us who find ourselves in circumstances based upon our own decisions, these, we, sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances completely outside of our control. There's nothing we did to get here. Uh, we didn't make any decisions. It just happens to be the way life is or what God's allowed. And I'm in a circumstance that I really, I have no control. And frankly, I didn't do anything to get here. So and that's kind of, sometimes we can sit back and say, okay, you know what, this is my fault. And it's still not easier, but at least we can, and it makes a little more sense where it came from. In this circumstance, we're finding sometimes God allows things into our life. And frankly, we sit back and say, God, I am in the midst of a storm. The storm of life is the application. And what, why we look at the storm of life, because everything seems good. Everything seems constant. I'm okay with this. But then, like a storm, it, it just... If you've been in a boat in the midst of a storm, you can tell there's just no foundation. Everything's moving. Uh, you can become nauseated. You become dizzy. It's hard to, to get your bearings as to where you are. Um, you look out to the sea. My wife and I went on a cruise years ago, and we found ourselves in the midst of a storm once. And, and they did a good job. It wasn't horrible. But we, it was the only time really in a storm we really noticed the boat sifting. But we go outside. You just couldn't see anything. And it's amazing that that's, that's pales in comparison to what this is talking about. But in life, you can't see how you're going to get beyond this. You can't even really see where all of the issues are because the circumstance is so bad. And so the only simple answer is come to God. You say, well, I've tried that. And I understand. We've, we can all say we tried that. We just got to continue to do it. You got to continue to come and say, God, number one, I know you may not eliminate the circumstance right now, but boy, I need grace to endure the circumstances. Give me wisdom to learn what I can. Give me grace to respond in your Holy Spirit the way I can. And patience to endure until you change the circumstance. And then thank the Lord. You know, God's in control when I make decisions and I have to, when I regret them. God's in control when things in life come that I have no control over. And we just have to really begin to remind ourselves of the sovereignty of God. And please understand, if, when we look, some people do this. They see the sovereignty of God and they immediately eliminate the free will of man. They feel like there's this conflict in Scripture. It's either God is either sovereign or I have a free will. And if God is sovereign, I don't have a free will or vice versa. Can I simply tell you, God is sovereign and in his sovereignty, he's given me a free will. He's sovereign and he's given me a choice. And so sometimes I will make choices that put me in circumstances that are uncomfortable. And then I gotta go back and beg him. But you know what's interesting? In his sovereignty, he's known as a God of grace and he wants to offer us grace and help and strength in times when he in sovereignty recognizes that we've made bad decisions. And sometimes in his sovereignty, he just allows things into our life to train us, to teach us, to develop us that frankly we have no control over. And in all of that, both of these, he says, just come to me. You know what's interesting in these circumstances, He's these, these men and women on the sea, you know, it's said they came to their wit's end. Sometimes, I, I think it's, it's unfortunate, but sometimes we are unwilling to come to God until we have tried to do everything we can to solve it. And please, I hope you understand, there are things we can do. I think that if we're hurting financially, but we won't go get a job, well, frankly, that's on us. We can't go to God and say, I need more money, but I don't want to work, or I quit my job. It, that's, that's, not, that's not God solving the circumstance. God's going to say, here's a job. But in some situations, yes, we have to do our part. So yeah, we go out and do our part. But ultimately, when we've done our part, we still got to come to God and say, Lord, I'm doing everything I can. Now I ask you to do what I cannot. It's a good place to be. And it's not always easy, but it's a good place to be in because at least you know you're at the place where now you're at the mercy of God and there's no greater place to be than in His grace and His mercy. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning and giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it and I'm humbled and I commend you for being here and being in God's Word. 
Hope it's an encouragement. Hope it's a help. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I hope you continue to keep your eyes on Jesus. And again, we'll hope you join us again tomorrow.